Welcome to Every Album Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, wearing a badass shirt co-host, Alexander Volch. Say hello. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> this is Every Album Member of the podcast. We're listening to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode, except for ones like this, where it's <laughs> split into multiple parts. And today we'll be discussing uh, the second Entry. chunk or yeah, Ch- I like chunk. Yeah, the second chunk of our <laughs> of our Melvin's series, nineteen ninety nine to uh, twenty ten. There we go. And we're joined as always for Melvin's episodes by my brother Robert. Hello. So so. Timid. You know this all. This is also an audio an audio podcast. <laughs> Hello. As as opposed to those visual podcasts. Oh, oh we got yeah. those two. Uh, I'm also wearing a shirt. You're. Uh, well, wouldn't that be great if the last episode you weren't wearing a shirt? The last one, right? There's still, there's still time. We've got, a new, we got multiple of these, yes. these Melvins episodes yeah. left. We'll be here a while. So if you haven't seen our <laughs> first part on the Melvins, go check that out now. There should be a link popping up if you're on YouTube and a link in the description if you're everywhere else. Uh, that was delightful and it was long and lengthy. And there was a lot of fighting because Robert's out of his fucking mind. I, I promise. I promise. No controversial opinions this time. I don't believe you. You're a fucking liar. We can't yeah. believe you. Yeah. You've steered us wrong every time. Yeah. He's also on our YMO episode and our Captain Beefheart episode. So check those out. Those are very fun. Um, I do think the Captain Beefheart one is super underrated, but there was no video for it. So oh, okay. I have gotten some emails of people talking about going back to that one and say it was saying, "Hey, you should do Beefheart." No, no, more like that was a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was. That was that was a wild one. I think if there was any any episode from the pre-video era, if you want to call it that, that yeah. that would be the one. To- that one, Simon Garfunkel. Oh yeah, and Restful Fate. Honestly, I really liked that one. That yeah, that was it was one. so weird. Like that was number two. Yeah, but it felt I felt a hundred years old already. You are. Yeah, that's because you yeah. are. Uh, so yeah, this is the second part. Where I'm. I think we're gonna do these every ten weeks or so. So the part three should be releasing episode one twenty, and then after that we're gonna be starting on like our, our loose ends episodes of the all the EPs and then all the collab albums. So we're not gonna be covering any of the collaboration albums here, even though there was like three of them released within this time period. Mm-hmm. We we skipped a few EPs the last period too. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. There's, I believe, one EP in this period. This period as well. Uh, or, yes. Yeah. No. No. Maybe it's the next period. I think it's the next one. There's the bird. Yeah. Birds and the bulls. That's this. Bulls, bur- bulls and the birds. Bulls, the, bulls and the bees. Bulls and the bees. Bulls and the bees. I would have no birds. I would have done it this this era if, uh, if I had my. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2013, wasn't it? 2012. Well, it fits better in this era, though. It does fit better. Uh, it goes by so fast. It does. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? I got all talking about the Melvins. We are talking about the Melvins. We we're, we're, we're doing plugs, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what to do if you want to help us. You just you're you're of this age, therefore you know how buttons and subscribe buttons work. So therefore you can help us. But or you could also not. Uh, Spotify playlist on this era of the Melvins. You'll find a link in the description. Uh, of long plays associated with every other episode that we've done. Everyalbumever.com. Blah blah blah. Patreon.com slash everyalbumever. Uh, for bonus episodes, early access to loose ends episodes discounts off merch and of course tier two gets to jump the line requesting an artist for us we have a whole bunch of patreon requested episodes coming up and uh they seem fun we so, went we went from like well we're all done with the patreon episodes to now there's a only <laughs> only yeah, yeah yeah there's a whole whole bunch uh but they look fun they look very very exciting and robert i know you just released some music so plug away that's true man 
even that seems like a long time ago. <laughs> it was a month. <laughs> uh, yeah, about a good month. Yeah. Yeah, I put out an album from uh, my project, The Athenian Marketplace. Also, uh, same name of the radio show I host on NTS. And uh, you could find that in other stuff through my Instagram, hoodpass.wick. Uh, <laughs> you got that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to start ripping on it. Uh, was it H O O D? P-A-S-S dot W-I-C. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you'll find links to all those stuff in the description as well. Check all that stuff. It's it's wacky, crazy, electronic shit. So please, please. I'm trying to it. weed out the trap normies for my audience. So if you like the Melvins, please. <laughs> trap normies. You have trap normies in your audience. Infested. Invested? Infested. Oh, infested. <laughs> oh my God. Well, How? That's one way to look at it. Why? L- long story. Okay. Oh, we could do an episode on it. No. Yeah. We don't, if it's a long story, we don't have time for it. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a lengthy episode. Uh, so check all that out. And uh, I think that's about it for now. So, okay. 1999 to 2010. There's going to be uh, eight albums total. Uh, my God. Okay. So where did we leave off? We left off with Honky. Oh, that's right. Last, that's last right. episode. Yes, yes. Which I think me and you found surprisingly delightful. Like I, we, th- we, I had no idea. I'd never heard it before. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it either. You hated it. Remember that? Remember how you hated it, Robert? But he loves. And Stag. you got so mad. But but he loves Stag. And he loves, he, st- uh, loves yeah. Stag. Well, I think. Well, it's not my personal favorite. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you. Like, well, we you covered it. it some, you give it best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I am baffled by that. That's still, an album. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like, yeah. That's wild. Uh, I can only hope for. Well, this is. I feel like this this era has. It's less capable of hot takes just because of this. It's just so goddamn consistent. This is like two. This is more like two different eras that. Yeah. Last yeah. kind of. They were short. Yeah, one era was literally like a year long. So yes. two, uh, yeah. two different lineups in this. Yeah. One, right? yeah, yeah. But one of them was like the the, the their most famous lineup, kind of. I love that. I I guess we'll... which one's their most famous lineup? The Big Business lineup. Really? Robert? How is it not? How is it not the most famous lineup? I don't know. I thought uh, that's. Do they have a famous lineup? They're not oh, a famous well, band. Well, to be well, fair, I guess. I guess if you want to get technical about it, when they were on Atlantic, oh, okay. that's probably like the most like prolific they've been well that's not true one album we're going to talk about today well, made, oh, made i believe it made it on the billboard oh yeah yeah uh so uh also i said that like an old person on the billboard when you just put the in front of things yeah. that don't have it but uh yeah like i think if you're like fans though the the big business era that was blessed to witness that era or that's how i feel like yeah i I'm, i feel great compl- so grateful that i at least saw them once with that lineup uh it was only once but uh, oh yeah. this is so good you got like every every era 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 yeah yeah every era you could ask for with that lineup and it was fucking two drummers and it sounded amazing and beefy beefy but that is not where we start we start no. with actually the ipecac the ipecac stuff well they were they stayed on ipecac for, for most of these albums probably to this day really but everyone yeah I I, I'm, I'm just calling it that because that's when they like they started, started. Yeah. yeah uh and honestly i really really love that lineup <laughs> like it might be my favorite melody uh, period which lineup kevin rootmanis yeah yeah, yeah. Does yeah. It, is oh, that that's how you s- i think it's how you pronounce r- his r- name r- 
Rutmantis? I don't know. Rutmanis? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. My my brain just goes Rutmanis. We have uh, to I have to know. I, I have to I, know. I have to like look at it. Uh. Well, anyways, he played with the cows. Sure did. And uh, so this lineup kind of has like slide bass stuff on it. Yeah. He's one of the most underrated bass players. I, I fucking love him. I, I couldn't believe when I was reading his Wikipedia, his brother was one of the original members from the Jayhawks. Whoa, that's... <laughs> or, or no, no, he wasn't his brother. It was, um, he was, he, the cows, he was in the cows with one of the original drummers for, for the Jayhawks. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Norm Rogers. So like, I like one Jayhawks album a whole bunch. It's mad gay. It's so wimpy. It's just, it's pretty and it's nice and it's dad rock, except in the 90s. And thinking of the fucking cows having something in common with that band, like it's the funnest thing to me. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, sometimes you get those weird, weird connections or like uh, unrelated, but this like rap, like I think like Thundercat was in Suicidal Tendencies for a, <laughs> really? a hot second. Oh, that is weird. That is wild. That band did <laughs> way too many things. <laughs> my, mostly existing, although the first of actually music. Uh, well, they have two, I think, really good albums and the rest I can kind of. I think they took like how long between albums? I don't know. It was long. It was a long time. I think uh, hardcore was passe by the time they released the second album. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think the second album was hardcore. It was like moved on to this weird, like shitty metal kind of thing. Man, we're just talking shit about suicidal yeah, now. Yeah. We need shot, you, dude. You guys did. I think we gotta I'll, review the albums now. Especially, <laughs> especially in this part of town. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Boy. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, like we said, eight albums that we're gonna be covering now. First one ninety nine, last one twenty ten. We kind of keep repeating that. Uh, but we might as well jump into it. Let's do it. Here we go. This is 1999's, well, the beginning of the trilogy. This is 1999's The Maggot. This is a interesting beginning of the song for what it turns into. Oh yeah. The, the track listing of this album is so fucking ridiculous. It's really like five songs, but it's stretched over. Everything is every song is split into two tracks for no reason. Well, sometimes four tracks and Well this one, it's like you can kinda of consider this is called Amazon. Technically, it's like two different Amazons. Yes. But this one is split into two tracks. It's a minute long, but each is 30 seconds. There it is. That's the beginning of the second one. Yeah. And then the next part is also split. It's just so confusing. So there's four <laughs> parts of Amazon. But it's cool, as we can hear. It's very... It's just like a big return to form after Honky. Oh, yeah. So I kind of see this you, as like almost a fan service album. You think... Oh, that's interesting to me. I'm, I'm going to wait till we... Because you look at Stag and then Honky, like, it isn't like, it wasn't like this. Yeah. This, this feels like a, a, a much dirtier, grimier, earlier Melvins. Yeah, I have some feelings about this album. All right. But I, I, oh no, I want, could we listen to it still? I want to get to the like. Oh, they mean the good stuff? The The good stuff, yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's already here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the greatest. Oh, 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 too good. Uh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop that. Uh, Yeah. 
like murder music. Completely. Maybe the heaviest song they've yeah. ever done. It's up there, yeah. for sure. This is why I love Kevin so much. It's so bendy and, and twisted. Yeah. That's a good way, that's a good way to put it. Those drums, they sound like it's clanging on metal at some a little bit in the background. Ironically, it's a song that translates well to having two drummers. I know, yeah. Not yet. Uh, not, not yet, yet though, yet. but like I'm this okay, yeah. This is the best fucking song on the it's, album. It's so good. It's yeah. too good. One of the two best for me. For, for me as well. Yeah. I have one other one that I love a lot. Uh, Alright. Yeah. So goddamn, that's uh hell of a beginning of this. If you like the Melvins, you can't you can't oh, not but, like yeah, yeah, you have to. Guess what guys, least favorite. Personal favorite. You fucker. You fucker. God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Alright, this is getting exciting. Uh, Already? Come start. on, man. It feels like <laughs> it doesn't feel like fully fleshed out songs to me. They They're feel, not. No. They, yeah, they feel more like ideas or like demos. And like after that, I think the L, the rest is just not very memorable for me. Judy is has the best bass line in the world. Yeah, the, is that the, the other song that you love? Uh, no. Which well, which is it? Uh, the last one. See how pretty. See how. Sp- that's my least favorite. But I see. Really? I can see how Dude, pretty. How the, smart you. What like, you think it is? Yeah. I would. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other song. That's, that's when you really like hear the slide bass. I think. That's yeah. when Kevin really kind of comes through. That song, I think, starts out as one of the best. Their best sludge songs. Period. And then it just fucking go. It just goes on way too long. And in all fairness, I kind of feel that about the album in general. So yeah. Some of it just kind of drags a little bit more. Some days it's like, eh, some days it doesn't doesn't bother me. I don't know. It just I found back my, and forth on it. Same with me. I found myself going back to it in in liking pretty much everything on here. Even the the Fleetwood Mac cover, dude. Uh, I think that's like one of the like coolest songs ever because the the Fleetwood Mac version, the Judas Priest version, and the Melvins version are all so different, and they all function as their own things mm-hmm. and um. I just can't think of another cover song like that. I I, I really need to give Fleetwood Mac a shot because like I I, mean, I I do like a Fleetwood Mac album a year. I've like over the past few years slowly really? just slowly getting uh, not like band? yeah not on purpose but it's just yeah. like kind of happened. It's like, one of those bands that people claim is like one of the greatest ever, and then I keep hearing songs written by members. I'm like, oh shit, that's really fucking good. God, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. So yeah, if people haven't heard the original, I would like all three versions are just fucking cool. Really good. Uh, what was it? Yeah, so go back to Judy for a second. That's why I think we love or uh, just just Judy oh, by the end one. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why I'm, this is my favorite lineup because there's something that Kevin adds to it. There's something only he adds to it that just seems way more sadistic than every other bass player. Like you got to put on that because it's, it's, it's a good lineup. I don't know. Well, I don't, I might prefer it over the big business lineup, but I don't know. I think, I think he's a great, you know, great bass player, but yeah. Fuck. Yeah, nothing on this album makes me feel like what you go like fuck, yeah. except like outside of Amazon. 
I love this bass so much. This because like this is a, a really short song. There's no singing. It's all build up. Like mm. some guitar comes in, but it's very like hanging on one note. It's like, it's like a vibrating song that eventually turns into the, the the next track. But it's just so fucked up. It's just so fucked up. It's, I want to hear. I want to watch someone getting murdered to that song. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it makes it fits perfectly. It's uh, it's interesting how this is called like a trilogy, and I think that word is kind of loaded. When people hear trilogy, you think like epic in scope, but if anything, this is this is them like being pretty experimental. Not yeah. Not in the offensive way. Not in a free jazz kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that fucking noise album they made that Robert thinks is funny. (laughs) Prick. Prick, there it is. (laughs) Garbage, you don't even bother to remember the name. I know, I I didn't. I I couldn't forget if I tried. Remember, it's called Kurt Cobain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So yeah, like the trilogy is them just experimenting, but in ways like... Like, what if we did an album like this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. This is like, what if... Was, so this is the, well, the this least... Is like, what if we did a really Melvin's album? <laughs> yeah, this is the least experimental in that sense because it's just so much of Melvin's in here. Like, a lot of the riffs are very much like... Um, they kind of remind me of like the Honey Bucket template, yeah. which oh, they yeah. never really revisited. And then yeah. um, they're just like busting it out like a lot on this one. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. That's exactly it because half the album... Is twisted, slower, heavier shit like driving. Yeah, like yeah. Amazon Part Two or Three and Four rather, and then the other half is Honey Bucket style, fast, crazy stuff that's very like you play on your motorcycle kind of music. I don't mm. know. Yeah, aside but, from like the just the, aside from the cover, I mean. But yeah, I feel I feel like they're the Melvins are really good at writing writing memorable riffs and for me this ended up getting leased this because like it's not terrible like it doesn't really stick with me the way other melvin's albums do well i well i do get that uh the re- i ended up going personal favor with it because i i've listened to it too many times growing up i have such fondness sure, for it. and yeah. by the end of it i appreciate that other stuff is it was way better yeah but i'm like i can't not come back to this that's, one all the time i just fucking love it yeah that's what personal favorites for it's all bias baby that's what it's, it's all for, bias. Yeah. any final thoughts robert yeah i just think it's funny that um to me this was the album they were like giving the fans what they want but it got like least fear <laughs> from the fans <laughs> yeah yeah oh <laughs> uh, shit but i think it's time to move on to the second part of this old trilogy same year 1989's the bootlicker I I wish this was like 15 minutes long. I do too, honestly. We get another 10 minute song right after this. Yes. And I also love. It's weird because they're uh, similar, but I almost wish it was like an intro into the next one. Yeah. Um this, this is go good. This why this why Dale was recruited for Shrine Builder. This song. Yeah. <laughs> this is a clean stoner metal riff. Yeah. This is completely a fucking high, oh what's his uh, sleep uh, riff. Um, um, sleep riff. Yeah. Al Cisneros. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just say it. Best personal favorite. Yeah. Now? Hold on. No. No. Hold on. Oh, Hold I, on. I, I need I a don't, second. I don't have any hot takes. I won't have any hot takes. What? <laughs> Hold on. I need a second. I do, I I'm do. trying to hear the song. Just, just, like, just let just it go th- with the music. It just drops his fucking bombshell mid-song. 
Okay, oh, this is like almost over, isn't it? It's like I, super short. It, yeah, yeah, it's over. Well, this is. We might as well listen to a little bit of, a l- little bit of this. This is a really cool. This is an unbelievable. This song. is like the magnum opus of this era. <laughs> I, I I absolutely adore this this song. It's. I was like, is that is that a hot? And I, no, it might not be. That might not be inflammatory. <laughs> oh. So do I say now that I really love the lyrics on this song? Oh, is that what does it for you, though? <laughs> I just know. Do they make you laugh, Robert? Do they make you laugh? <laughs> yes. Ever since I first heard it. So, as you all are hearing, if you've never heard of this album before, it is the Melvins without distortion. Yes, that's. Um, They've never made an album like it before or since. They yeah. have not. So, yes, Robert, is- please repeat your outlandish <laughs> statement that you just said during the song. Oh, okay. Uh, best personal thing. Really. Yeah, and I like this album a fucking lot. I I'm do. so confused. Which one confuses you? The fact that that there's so many other things. There's so many other from. amazing things that happen later on. Not that I don't well, like this album, but yeah, but we also have to give something a worst and least favorite, and that's also really tough. Like, well, that's already it's already going to be inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, exp- uh, play your case. Uh, oh gosh, I mean. He has no case. <laughs> he, he's the defense, defense rest, Alex. No, because look at I could name list a bunch of things, but it's kind of like this album never fails to like put a smile on my face. It's just so odd for it them. Even for odd, them, yes. it's yeah. odd. But it's not odd in a like. I guess it can be alienating, but the songwriting is there. Songwriting is definitely yeah, there. I mean, this- it's just such a unique blend, and um. It's just something a, a point that they haven't really hit since for me. I don't. They've hit other great things, sure, but yeah. nothing like this, and it just makes it all the more distinct and special to me. It it is unique, but I I do think it is kind of a a deep cut because these are like Mike said these are these are Melvin songs, but without the distortion. And I kind of dig the like. It's almost like even. It's funny they this like released an acoustic album right. this year, twenty twenty one. But this is almost like the Melvins do acoustic. It's it's quieter, but um, I don't feel like anything's like held back. It's it's super interesting. I I like yeah, it. It's still really heavy. It's yeah. just not distorted. It's yeah. weird. It's not like they're written. They're different songs. It's like songs from the Maggot, but just clean. Yeah, it's, it's well, such a weird. I, I like the riffs better on here. I. I wrote uh, like this could be summed up to me as like epically quiet. Yeah, like it's very uh, close. But I, Buzz's vocals too. I mean, oh, they're they're, like, they're, like, they're fucking uh, great. Yeah. Let it all be. I think he invented like two genres on there that kind of like became popular. Like now, like that kind of like mumble singing <sighs> thing, and like the whole like that midsection is like that hypnagogic, like hypnotic. Yeah, like, yeah. I love it. Like he's basically whispering on the whole album. Mm-hmm. It's. It's so I, it works so much better than I think a lot as I love his vocals, but a lot of times it's a it's a lot of overbearing. Like it's very, very like fucking yeah. I feel him right. This him just creeping up on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, do you remember giving this to me for Christmas? I do. Okay. I do remember that. This is like a Christmas album to me. Like the first song is called Toy and it has like yeah, a and jingle and bells jingles, on yeah. it. I remember buying it for you. I don't remember I didn't remember it was for Christmas. Yeah. That's yeah. Perfect. I had no idea the first song had Christmas bells and it was ended up being a Christmas gift. Um, 
And it's funny because the back half of this album, I get a lot of kraut rock vibes. Uh, oh, uh, right. Especially on songs like Mary, Mary Lady Bobby Kins. Right. Uh, that's very Noi to me. That song basically has the same main riff as Possession from Danzig. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still, I mean, it's still fantastic. It's really like spooky, kind of chilling. Yeah. Some great ass bass lines. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Kurt. Uh, or, or Kevin. Kevin, sorry. Yeah. All, all the K's. Um, yeah, Kurt Cobain on bass. Kurt Cobain on bass. <laughs> that prick. Uh, Jew Boy Flowerhead. That one, I think that's like the weakest. I love that song almost as much as I love the song title. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I, I love it. You know, I pretty much love every song. I, uh, well, of course you do. I'm I'm trying to bring some some diversity. So like, seriously, I'll be, I'll be the one in the middle then because yeah. I appreciate that Black Santa is super fun. Just don't care for it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it has, Santa, that's also another that's Christmas right. thing. That's right. Oh, yeah. This uh, is the Christmas album, I guess. It basically yeah. is. Because uh, um, it has like some Western elements in there, and the, Buzz's hilarious deep vocals are yeah. pretty, pretty kind of yeah. dramatic. It's it's funny because um, a few of these albums, I I the the closing tracks are a bit much sometimes, and this one. Wait, is Prig even the Prig, yeah? Prig's the closer. That one works for me for some yeah. reason. Um, I didn't think it would, and then fucking five minutes in, it becomes a full Western country ballad type thing. Well, see, I like the I like that part, and then I like the like electronic like kraut rock stuff. I mean, the the stuff in the middle is like just in, go keep going noise in the middle right. to break them up. But I think the the like bookends of the like like kraut rock electronic stuff and then the the ballad are real good also with uh lone rose holding now i don't i don't love this song but i do love the kraut rocky synth noises i don't know if it's a synth or a guitar i can't really tell they're like really weird scary noises On throughout verse it that they're like uh echoing yeah. yeah yeah that thing uh very cool but yeah like this is two albums in it's like they just decided to be the most unpredictable band in the world because you don't know where any of these songs are going to end up when they start. Because going going back to to let it all be, it's ten minutes, but after five minutes, it goes into this ambient noise thing. You think, okay, it's going to die down, and then bam, a completely different song yeah. at the end of that same song. It's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I, I think because it has the uh, the like Christmas bells earlier on toy that um, I also thought of that. That one Stooges song, I forgot. I want to be your dog. No, 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 no. On that same album, the like chanty. Oh, um, uh, we will fall. We will fall. Uh, okay. I'm like, this is like. Bin, bin, bin. Yeah, I'm like, this is like that one. Is there bells in that one? I don't remember, but I remember bells. That's in the very album. like Stooges. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, this is like what we. Sh- we will fall should be like mm-hmm. or people who like that song this is probably what that mm-hmm. song sounds like to them uh i didn't find it to be that consistent but it is smooth and it does feel good and the songs that hit i i really love uh, and and again and like it's real interesting but i still have that feeling that it's not like a complete sentence of an album how like, do you mean like it feels like like uh it's missing like an exclamation point or like a period on it like it there's there's just something about the like overall trilogy like something is is missing to me mm-hmm. 
I feel like they cut it off like right before it got too indulgent. Don't I always say that about my picks? Like I don't it's always kind of like teetering on the edge of like being too I, much and ruining it all. Well, but, when I hear indulgent in music, I think something like a like Brian Wilson production where this is like pretty like pretty minimal. I like Brian Wilson production. <laughs> no. Well, who doesn't? You don't like Phil Spector is really indulgent. Okay, well, uh, that guy likes he likes uh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh but man, I, I wasn't expecting it to be both best and personal favorite from you, but goddamn, that's delightful. Uh, it, it's an underrated album. I think uh, I really wish I could have seen them perform some of these songs just because it's like such a change of pace. Just they're heavy. They're just yeah. quiet and they're close. And the way it's produced is like, like Dale's doing, still doing crazy stuff, but it's really not soft. He just sounds like he's really holding back mm-hmm. uh, and it, it works in it, it. I don't know. He's just the best, but uh we still got some more. So yes. last entry in. Also, do you have the first track? Yeah. Oh no 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 no! no. Oh sorry, I can you probably put to go to YouTube. Up. Yeah yeah. So I'll. Sorry, I didn't know we were doing that. I'll just uh, talk a little bit. Um. So this last uh, last entry in the trilogy, uh, streaming got rid of the opening track. I'm assuming because of some sort of licensing stuff. Copyright. Yeah. Noise. So we're going to YouTube, and as soon as you hear the song, you'll know exactly why it was. It's not streaming. Uh, but are you ready, Alex? Uh, of course it's not. <laughs> it is not. Well, goddamn. I'll, not t- I'll speak even slower. This came out in the year of our Lord, 2000. Y2K, baby. All right? You hear that? Remember Y2K? Remember that time? That was yeah, I weird. Do remember that. Let folks. me make sure there's not an ad. Oh, no ad. We're good to go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. This is 2000's The Crybaby. I'm sorry. That's my fault. Good. And they famously credited this to Leif Garrett instead of uh, Kurt Cobain on the credits. Well, he's singing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think they put, like, written by... Written by Leif Garrett? Yeah. You kind of hounded it up for this performance, huh? I do. <laughs> I do like that the um, the bass is pushed more forward compared to the the Nirvana version. I want to pull my fucking ears off with this part right here. Those harmonies, I hate them so much. How do you ruin this song? <laughs> Yeah, that's awful. I feel like he, he brings it. He brings up the intensity before the chorus. Yeah, the vocal. <laughs> I feel like ruins a bit. <laughs> okay, so I I can't bear that. So that was removed from streaming. So it, you have to seek that out if you want to hear the rest of it, which I'm sure you don't. Yes, on YouTube. Worst, least favorite. Damn. Easily. Worst. Easily. Damn. So easily, and it's not just because I fucking hate that cover. It's it's also because I hate the cover of Blockbuster because I love Blockbuster by the Jesus like, Lizard. It's a pretty I, funny cover. It's a like funny it. cover. It's I not like a good it. cover. I think it's a great cover. <laughs> I dig it. Have you heard the original? I like the bass. Uh, no, no. Okay, the original. Yeah, you wouldn't be well, saying that if you heard the original. It's right. a different song though. They're, they mixed it up. They're, it's not like a faithful cover. It's so. not. It's not. And David Yao is singing on this one, but the original is so fucking driving and heavy and brutal. And this is just like well, a, goof, a goofball song. Also, like, there's this cool shit on here. There like, is. Like, um, Rambling Man. It's 
brilliant. Rally yeah. Man is brilliant. There's some really good stuff on here, and it's actually kind of impressive if you think about it. It really is. But for me, it just goes on a little too long. Yep. I don't really feel like listening to it from beginning to end. Moon 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 Pie was like that. Probably shouldn't be on here. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a bit much, especially because like. Uh, the man with the laughing hand is dead is really big that, that and drawn really, out and yeah. they would rework it. So we should probably explain a little bit what this album is. It's basically a guest slash covers album. Uh, Melvin's uh, th- more of this album than anything I've ever heard from them. They, they basically ab- abandoned their musical identity and just made every guest shine. And I, it's like every I, guest makes like it, it. Their, huh? I like it. <laughs> I'm saying like every song whoever's guesting on there they're like it's your song i yes. feel like they had that conversation because rambling man is just a hank williams song yes right? well, and it's but really they, good but they did okie from stogie too and... oh that's the the merle haggard song yes i hate it <laughs> i fucking hate it i i like it i think it's like um a... I, I like the country ones just because you could like put that on and in front of some people and just say hey this is the melvins that's what i would do with, with rambling man hey, yeah, yeah. All the time, and uh, you got GI Joe. Got, it's basically, it's just a Mike Patton song. It's, I love it. It's a good song. Yeah, it's, it's just it sounds like a dirtier Peeping Tom song. There's some like psychedelic elements in there too. I I dig it. I think it's rad. Um, I thought Mine Is No Disgrace was a cover for some reason. That's that was uh, it's by Gigi Thorwell and uh, the guy from Fetus. Yeah, yeah, and who did and the Venture Brothers? He did theme. Uh, I I haven't heard a lot of Fetus. I've only heard like one album that was released like. I don't know, 2010 or something. And it was like super good, but it, overall, not really my bag. I, I think he has a, a spectacularly weak voice. Mm-hmm. And On I think that's, especially. this yeah. song, I, I, it's unbearable. I can't bear this song. Uh, this bear, this song I almost thought it was Mark Arm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I like his voice. Man, well, I, I do a, too, but. I wasn't expecting this humor, for like, this album. This wasn't meant to be humorous, but with Mark Arm, there's that little like little like sneering humor. He's to very it. sneery. But yeah. but like on this, it's not meant to be funny. He's so sincere. He's <laughs> he's trying his damnedest. I just hate his fucking voice. And it's so goddamn long. It's so long. Works for me. I'm surprised that song works for you. I like it. I like it. Holy there's something shit. about it that like maybe like wipers-esque. Uh that I well, get, I do that, like, like wipers vibes from it. I think it gets, it works when it's when it like the the louder sections of it. I like those sections, but they're like few and far between. Most of it is just because it's basically a ballad. And mm-hmm. God damn, if he was just not singing, if anybody else was singing, I think it would be a pretty good song. <laughs> uh, wait, what do you think of Spineless? Spineless, spineless. I was pretty neutral about that song. We, I'm now I'm mad again because yeah. that's from that's by Skeleton Key, and yeah. I really want to cover Skeleton Key because I fucking love them. Never heard of them. Uh, yes, you have because I fucking told you about them, and you said they sound <laughs> like a combination of Weezer and Baroness. I know. I oh, exactly. that's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember now. That was man. that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years okay, ago. yeah. So yeah, they, they, it's basically so that that song Spineless. I think is on their third album. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have the you know Eric Senko from Skeleton Key is singing on there. I think he also has a weak voice. I never really liked his voice, but I still like the song. Damn, for for guys who don't care about lyrics, you really huh? You don't care about lyrics, but the vocal performances. It's part of the song, baby. <laughs> it's part of the music. Yeah, the lyrics on this aren't as good as the bootlicker. Yeah, well, they're and also then- a lot of. Like written by other people, aren't they? Yeah, that's the. That was the and then of course, I, of course, I love divorced. <laughs> that one's good. That oh, one's real good. Fuck. It's exactly what 
as advertised, it sounds like the Melvins and Tool. Yeah. And you get Danny Carey and, and Dale doing their thing, and it's fucking awesome. Tool produced it, right? Uh, I think they perform because I, I was checking it out and the, it just says they produce it. There's like no. I thought Maynard. I thought Maynard was singing because uh, maybe it, it, but yeah. they, it didn't credit them as performers on at least on Wikipedia. Well, even if they don't, there's fucking it's out. There's toolish. It is no, it's for sure toolish, and it's 14 minutes. But I think like the second best song. I think Man with the Laughing Hand is Dead is my favorite song, but. Second favorite is Divorced. Yeah, and I like that that song, um, I forget what fucking uh, Senile Animal song they reworked it as, but um, I like the like different take that they have the, the common riff, but like you get the lady vocals on here. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool uh, both times around is what I'm getting at. I take it back. Ramblin' Man's my favorite song on here. And then the other oh, two yeah. are second and third. Her name is Bliss Blood. Bliss Blood, that's right. Yeah, I couldn't find any, couldn't find much. Yeah, she's yeah, I don't know what else she did, but that's she's like her a ukulele name. artist, ukulele singer, songwriter kind of person. That's who, what I saw. Who knows? If you're hanging out with the Melvins, who knows? Probably mentally, yeah, for sure. I think the thing I like the most about this are the interviews they were doing around the time it came out. Uh-huh. I think um they're on this one radio station. And the guy at the station was um, asking them, how did you guys uh, link up with uh, Leif Garrett to do the Smells Like Teen Spirit? Like, did his agency, like, contact you? Uh. And, like, Buzz is just like, agency? And he just started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> they made it sound like they just found him off the street. And <laughs> well, honestly, what's he been doing lately? Come on, it's Leif Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> also, like... I feel like people forget like the Melvins, they they like they know Rush, they know Kiss. Well, I don't know if they're like friends, but they've like played with those bands and mm-hmm. like they've opened up for like big fucking bands. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Leif Garrett's really not like you said, what else does that do to it? Was he like a child actor? What what what, what is he known for? Other than I think I looked it up once and then forgot. It couldn't have been That's that just great. one of those names where you're like, Oh yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking Leif Garrett. Uh yeah, I, I can't. I mean, as much as I like some of the songs on here a lot, I I could never really excuse listening to the rest to Dude, hear them. I looked up a picture of him. Also, my mind is blown twice. So I was gonna say one thing. So the photo is credited. It says Leaf Garrett in Pico Rivera of all places. That's <laughs> right on the block, and he looks. Like a fucking hair metal version of professional wrestler Dusty Rhodes. Oh shit! Yeah, you, you'll be seeing it on for video watches. You'll see this it on screen a, right now. He this, does not look this, good. This is like dude's a nice guy. Wikipedia. <laughs> he might be a nice guy, but uh, yeah, he was a teen idol. It's easy to be nice when you're high on coke all the time. That's what he looks like. Yes. Form a Nirvana cover band with him. Oh. What the fuck was he doing in Pico Rivera? Uh, I don't know. Getting visiting that bandana, Mike probably. probably huh? <laughs> He's visiting Mike Watt. The Mike Watt. <laughs> that's, that's, that's San Pedro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two, two. Close enough. No. Very far. One has water, one needs one is water. Like, One's inland. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I just remember the times I've been to Pico Rivera now. Oh, it's not very interesting. It's not it's really not known place. for anything. It's, it's got just, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's got a Chili's that I've been to. I don't even know what's that. I just know it's, it's there. It's there. Got a Walmart, at Wendy's. Uh, Love so, me some Wendy's. So, Robert, final yeah. thoughts. Um, yeah, even though I gave this worst, it's still kind of like 
kind of begrudgingly, it still hurts to give a worst to a Melvin's album. Yeah. I mean, and I want to give props to like all the work that they put in it. It's a it, pretty, it's impressive lineup. Yeah. yeah. I've, still it, check it out. I mean, I don't know there's some worthwhile stuff on there. And also like, again, with the, the completely unpredictable, like there have, they have a trilogy and the last one is a bunch of guest artists and it sounds nothing like the Melvins. And it's, it's like a band that has absolutely no ego. Like, Oh yeah. Just take the band for a whole album. Yeah. I think that's like been their, that's gonna like, that's their MO until the day they stop. Like, Oh God, I love them so much. Yeah. But my worst and least favorite Robert's worst. That's man. I am, I am interested. Well, we got one transition album before the next, the next big lineup. So this is 2001's Electro Retard. I'll skip this shit. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, fans of the podcast will... This, and I think I said it on the wipers, this was like my intro to the wipers. Same. This is the first time I ever heard this song. Yeah. And yeah, uh, pretty like... They don't change it too much. It's a faithful cover. Yes. But it's a strong cover. It's really weird because it's a straight cover, but I still like it. I love it. Oh, I, yeah. love it. I usually it's, hate straight covers. Me too. Yeah, I think we're all in the same camp here. And it's just such a like under underrated riff in rock music, I think. Everyone check out the Wipers episode. That was episode 22, I think. That was way, way, way back. But we do cover the original. And then, oh man, when they do this, when they do this live, holy shit, like, uh-huh. what a fucking, I don't know if I was with you, but one time they bought out uh, Terry Genderbender from La Butcherettes. Uh, I, I, I remember that. So. Wait, maybe I was there yeah, then. that was, uh... At the observatory. Yeah. yeah. yeah I can if do... you remember, then I was there. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, she's, I, I love how weird she is, so, like, it's just another, like, element that makes it cool. Oh, man. So this is a straight cover, but goddamn, is it fun. Also... Worse. I almost gave this personal favorite. Oh, <laughs> of course you fucking did. Of co- I, I, I even wrote that on my notes that you would. <laughs> oh my god! Can you show them me the notes? <laughs> no. Oh no, shit! No, no, no. I. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I wrote on lovely butterflies. Garbage. Robert probably loves it. <laughs> That's pretty good, but I think tipping the line is even better. I liked. I like that version. Tipping the line. Yeah. I think it's great. It's a. Li- it's a little more unique than the other remakes on and, here. And honestly, the cows cover totally obliterates the original. Oh really? Because I, I don't remember the original, but I fucking That's why, love this. The original is unmemorable. Oh, man, it's a great cover. Uh, so, uh, again, just this one needs clarification. This is a. Not an original song on here. It's covers no. and re-recordings of old songs, but they're very drastically different versions. They they really. It's like they're t- the weirdest remix album in a way. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that remix is oddly more appropriate because they're they're different, but not different enough for me. Well, Glee Porch Treatments is really different. That one's wildly yeah, different. Yeah. It is goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, like it's it. awesome because it's like super short. Yeah, it's like and a minute. Then, yeah. And then, uh, the, what was that? The Stoner Witch song that comes after? Oh, is it Revolve? Revolve? Yeah. Which, Watery what? and weird and yeah. strange. I, I, like, I like it a lot. Yeah. It was, there were some like interesting parts on that, but again, not enough for me to be like, I'm going to listen to this. 
I probably so, listened to this one probably more of than some of the of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs> this was the first Melvin's album I ever bought. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course like, went, went in blind, but I was like, oh, this is so weird. And I'll tell you right now, I'm so grateful for this uh streaming version because Shitstorm, the opening track, which is just one of the Stoner Witch songs. I think it's in reverse. Revolve. No, it's, it's a bunch of songs. Oh, yeah, okay. Boris is even on there. You really? Okay. Yeah, I thought I, yeah, I so, thought I heard Revolve in there. So it's it's just those songs in reverse, but the original Shitstorm is four minutes. The streaming version is one minute. Okay. So they were kind to be like, yes. you know what, fuck, we don't need three more minutes yeah, of this. Yeah. Well, we get the, well idea. the thing is that... um being followed by Youth of America is like really cool back to back. It actually, yeah, because Youth of America is even longer than that, so it makes that seem kind of short in comparison. It also also like the the quick jump up because Youth of America is just it, it's right in there. It's mm. at ten as soon as it starts. By the way, do you still have that CD? I do. Okay, it's worth a lot now. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah that, I think that label went lot. under like right right what, after. What the, was it? Uh, Bands ruined. Oh, okay. yeah. They didn't even have a chance to do a vinyl version. Really? Yeah. So now those CDs are like r- rare now. Holy like, shit! Because I bought this when it came out, pretty yeah. much. Is I, I, and it, it was one of the, the few times I, I bought an album with like a new album. I was you know what? Melvins are worth it. And I was like nine, I guess I was nine. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, Lovely Butterflies, I think is like yeah, it's wildly inferior to the original off of Honky. Uh, but also the the covers on here, aside from the cows. Pretty straight. Like, does Interstellar Overdrive sounds like a straight and cover? That, yeah. And that's the only other time I enjoyed myself on the. I like it a lot. It's funny. It's like the I gave it worse, but there's like twenty minutes of the two ten minute songs. Yeah, I'm the, like yeah, those are the strong. Those, yeah, it's a I don't know, really good sounding record too. I don't know. It's produced real well. Yeah, yeah compared to later, I think I. I get, I get what you're saying, but that's only because sacrifices have to be made when you have a bunch of instruments. You have in two mi- drummers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to make some some sacrifices. Uh, so this one, this one actually is very clean and very clear. It's like crystal clear. It's very mm-hmm. fucking clear. But uh, this feels so unnecessary. It's un- it's totally. That's an what al- I thought. But when I went back and listened to it again, it's like, oh no, I just like it as much as when I first heard it's it. It's totally an album of like. We gotta release something, and it's a hell of a way to release an album without writing any new material at all. I'll tell you that. But I couldn't give it worse or anything because I just fucking enjoyed it too much. Like I knew somebody would give it worst. <laughs> yeah, no, so did I. I was waiting for someone, but like at the end of it, I was like, I just I like it. I just don't hate any of it. I just whereas the Crybaby, even though it has like some like the highs of the Crybaby outweigh the highs here. Totally, but. The stuff that I hate, I hate stuff on the credit. I don't hate anything oh, on here. I was, I am flabbergasted by oh, all that. Truly, I'm not, truly I, hate yeah. Leaf Garrett. I hate everything about him. Fuck Leaf Garrett. Well, so my reasoning is like the bootlicker and this one, they're just the ones that made me laugh the most. So, of course, of <laughs> course, there's one thing you can rely on. Is that Robert's out of his fucking mind? Yes. That the Melvins can put a smile on my face. They do. Yes. They do to us in different ways, it appears. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say even even though I don't hate it at all, I probably, it's an inconsequential album. It's a transition album. It's like, we got to kill some time here, which makes the next album so much more confusing to me that that this is even here because it's a, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different mm-hmm. sounding band. But I mean, yeah, later too. this been doing... Yeah, experimental shit the past four albums. Yep. But now we are finally at the big business lineup. No. Nope. No, I think it's the last oh. with uh, Kevin, right? 
Is the last one with Kevin? We got a host. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My, my mistake, my mistake. That's my mistake. all good. This is an overwhelming, crazy thing we do week to week. It is. It yes. is. But here we go. This is 2002's Hostile Ambient Takeover. Um, because they have such like a huge discography, um, this is an album I've neglected, and um, it's uh, same. I I I I like it after. I probably will still. <laughs> You're still gonna neglect it. You. Uh... That's not true, but maybe. <laughs> there we go. There we go. This song felt so refreshing to me. This song is incredible. Yes. Incredible. We're back to Melvin's riffs. It's so fucking batshit. This riff is batshit. Yes. But it, the places this song goes touch me in so many ways. It's good to hear. Oh, I love this riff. I'm glad we're back on the same page. <laughs> By the way, those hi-hats, the hi-hat is the start to show this whole album. Yeah. I fucking love that hi-hat. Yeah. This backup vocals are incredible. <laughs> huh? No, no, no. This is a long it's song. It's a long though. song, yeah. yeah. But it, it goes so many different places, it's I want to get to yeah. tackle as much of it as possible. So fucking good. Like the power the like the power is is back on this song. Oh yeah. Alright. Uh, it does a lot of stuff, but goddamn, that song is real good. Yeah, that's, that's a good album. I don't know why I've this haven't listened to a lot of, but I I will be now. Best. Uh, that's fair. Least favorite. God damn it! No hot takes. No hot takes. He came in and lied to us. That's of what he did. he did. He came in and lied. I fucking I can't predict the future. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good album. It's so incredible. <laughs> Look, I'd say least like right now because uh, I feel like I have to really return to this one like a lot more times. Oh, it's so crazy. I still kind of feel it's the weakest out of the albums with Kevin. That's crazy. It's, oh. it's just there's high points. There's things I like on it, and I wouldn't really say there's lows, but there's just parts that kind of just lose my attention. This this is like the first. I know we covered like three albums in like what two, two, three, three, like a three year period. Yeah. Um, but this is like, how do I, this feels like a proper fucking album. It's, it's the pacing on this one, I think is unmatched. And it, that's ultimately why I ended up giving it best because yeah. the, from this point out, like I just love everything. So 
I'm trying to find why why do I love this one? Why do I feel mm-hmm. so drawn to this one? It's it's strictly a mic thing. Like it's the the way it's written is so much more fucked up in the, in a way similar to the maggot, but yeah. way more. Like it's the production here is way crazier. It's way more um again, unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You have no idea where these songs are going. So that song not just all the dissonant and wrong notes and the weird, crazy drumming stuff that's happening, but then right after that, you get Dr. Geek, which is just spastic I and like, fast and punchy. Love it. It's yeah. so yeah. fun. Uh, it's like the Melvins you. doing rockabilly a little bit. Not in full a, blown, but... In a very strange and spastic in way. In a Melvin's way. <laughs> and then the, the fucking peak, the highlight of the entire album is The Fool, The Meddling Idiot. Oh like, man! I think it's one of the greatest slow songs I've ever heard. It's man, just, that's yeah. That song took me by surprise, and like I love the like weird like synth outro on it. Comes out of nowhere to the point where I'm like, these motherfuckers could probably do like a synth album. They could they do anything. They yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It comes out of nowhere. It's super short, and it's almost a uh, Zeppelin esque, where it's like groovy but also very synth heavy and it's yeah it's 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 funny because like dale uh i've seen him like compared to bonham a lot but not once do you like listen to the melvins and think zeppelin except maybe except maybe there except there yeah Yeah, literally there's the only time i've ever thought about it but uh going back to the what i said about the hi-hats in the the first big chunk of uh the full meddling, meddling idiot most of what Dale is doing is just hitting hi-hats, mm. but it's done in a way that's so fucking Dale where it's like, oh, oh I don't know why that works. He, uh, like, a single, like I said, like, like that, I ranted about before, but a single Tom hit changes everything. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, that's, yeah, I feel like that idea is like introduced on this album and he fucking runs, like runs with it on other albums we're going to talk about. But. This is like... Dale is I've always said that Dale is like the, the fucking star of the Melvins but here I feel like it really it really shines a lot because uh, yeah again like he's not even doing anything but it still feels like a lot mm-hmm. uh, little Judas Chongo I love it I love it so much god damn and then F- foaming foaming is man love it I don't know who's doing like those creepy vocals on there uh, it's like one part where they have like these like not like high high pitch but more like high pitch than buzz obviously um, i don't know it's, it's, it's gotta be buzz yeah it's or maybe it's dale dale buzz oh, maybe dabbles a little bit in singing uh so yeah it's just like man but, and that song is another example of why i love kevin so much like those bass lines it's just so paranoid and there's he adds this really like i, I keep saying this really mad element to the, the band and this album is just like the Oh, it's just the the the, the fucking best. I fucking I think, love. It so I think much. the one that really kind of stuck with me the most is like the closing song. Of course, of, of, it's of course. my least favorite song of the I album. Knew that was- <laughs> yeah, and it's a good song. It's just a lot of it. The vocals come in after ten minutes, I yeah. believe. It's a what, fifteen minutes, fourteen minutes song. It's long. It's yeah, a, yeah. It kind of feels like a holdover of like Moon Pie was a bit much. This is. A, this is a bit much. It's a bit much, but at that point, uh, the rest of it, because like, like I was, I keep like jumping around a lot, but the pacing of this one, it's for one, there's only like seven songs or whatever. Uh, I think seven and yeah, seven songs. So each one has a very distinct personality. That's obviously completely different than the, the song before it. So, uh, it's not a long album. It, it tackles all these different kind of crazy moods. It it goes fast when you when you just had a long slow one. It goes slow after you just had a fast one. It, it's 
never boring. Everything about it is fresh. And the only thing about it, the only drawback is literally the 15-minute closer. But at that point, like I said, it just tackled everything. It scratched every itch. Yeah. It, t- it checked, checked every box. It, it has everything I love on it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I like, I remember hearing this one years ago and loving it, but it's been a long time since I heard it again. I, I think because it's like tacked on with that like trilogy error in a way. And uh, I just not a huge fan of it, obviously. So I just kind of thought it was like more of the experimental stuff. And it is in a way, but more Melvin's. It feels more of like uh, the beginning of the next. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. But so uh, it doesn't quite go all the way for me. Maybe because uh, I'm comparing it to the ones that came after. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it it definitely does feel more like the the later albums, the ones after this, than the ones before. But the the writing is a lot more sadistic. It's a lot darker of an album. I feel like where the mm-hmm. next, they, they start but, going a little bit groovier and a little bit more uh, hooky. Yes. Here is just fucked up. Yes, this yeah. felt like a a proper follow up to to Stag or Honky or no, not even Honky because Honky's still like that was pretty experimental. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They, they're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. It's my best. Robert, why is your least favorite? Why? Just, well, I kind of explained it a little earlier. But why again? Oh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm mad at you. <laughs> I Well, I did say like as of right now, I did like it more like the last time I heard it, but it just didn't stick with me as much. Mm. I mean, and my reasoning is if I can give worst to uh, the crybaby, then I guess I can still say at least favorite. I mean, uh, yeah. Not, it's not the worst. I mean, no. I mean, it's probably the one I'm going to return to the least, but I mean, I think it deserves more listens. It, I think, at least I think, the fool, the meddling idiot, at least that one, that one. No, I like yeah, that yeah, one. That, no, that's no, the thing. No. There's only I a think, couple yeah. of like a handful of songs that I like and the rest is kind of just like, I forget about it. That's all right. Like, so I can't really say, can't rate it that highly as an album. <sighs> well, this is why we that's, do the podcast. Yeah. God damn it. But now, now we're on to the, the, the big old hoobla gibble, uh, whatever that means. So you ready? Yes. Here we go. This is 2006's A Senile Animal. So, of course, Kevin, Buzz said he was like bummed out for like 18 months when Kevin. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Blessing in, in Disguise, or like, what am I looking for? I don't know. Well, what? they were looking for another bass player. Yeah. And they were looking at uh, what, guys Jared that, yeah. from Big Business. And then they're like, well, if we're going to ask him, why don't we just ask for the drummer too? Why not for his drummer as well? It's We still have less members than Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds bigger, right? Sound much bigger. Much Man, better. what a fucking killer. This, this this song is pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny like how different Jared's voices from Buzz's, but it like they measure they now they got together. all now they got harmonies and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, what a fucking like this. There's some hi hats. Yep. This just kicks too much ass. So much ass. 
So I thought the songwriting on this was just like a notch above the previous album. I, I, it's pretty rad. Let me tell you how much I like the best. I had a few. I, I was waiting for it. Um, I love this album so much I didn't even write notes for it. I, I, have, I had a feeling. I yeah, had a feeling. yeah. It, this was gonna be the one. Yeah. It, it's flawless to me. I love. I love every track. Um. I love I love songs like that and Civilized Warm and yeah. um what's the other one? You've never been oh like uh History of Badman. That's to me like the three like Yeah. But I love like weird shit like Rat Face Granny going uh, my, my least favorite song on the album, Rat Face Granny. I, I don't know. There's something about that going into the hawk going into You've Never Been Right that just like uh. It's its own little like mini trilogy for me. History of Drunks is one of my favorite Melvin songs ever. It's so good. I fucking, yeah. It's one of the, the hookiest lines ever written. Yeah. Ever written. You got to put it on. It's yeah, just, I was going to say put it on because I'm getting it mixed up with like, don't they have like History of Bad History of Bad yeah, History of Drunks, yeah. Oh, we got volume? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's uh, lagging a little bit. Uh, I actually covered this song with our old buddy Casey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a little it's, difficult without two drummers. <laughs> yes, this is so so much fun. Yeah. Which is like not a verb I don't think we've used to describe adjective. any or adjective yeah. sorry, adjective uh, to describe any of the albums up until this point. What was the That's verb? true. Fun. Fun. Oh, fun. Oh. Uh, oh. the riffs are a lot more like classic kind of rock. Yeah. God damn, that's that's a, it's like a goofy, fun little poppy thing, but it's brilliant. It's brilliantly written. I dare you to write something like that. It, that's so hard to do. It's, it's a great riff. Yeah. Challenge accepted, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like, it, I, they could play this album, like, start to finish. What they, I don't know if they still do it, but I know they've, they've done shows where they play, like, albums and, and stuff start to finish. And this is one of those where, like, I, I would go watch it like two nights in a row if I could. I wouldn't even care. Like the set list was exactly the same. The I do have problems with the pacing of this one because um, it feels like it, it, it tells the L basically tells you for most of it, like we're doing short, snappy, hooky, mm. brutal songs. Yeah. And then and then. History of Badman is at the fucking climax, it and is. then the album doesn't end. It should—I feel like it should have ended there. I, I just like—I think the Mechanical Bride is just. I think it's a good song that suffers having to follow a History of Badman. It's just more out of place to you than exactly than it is a bad song. The same with uh, Vast Fil Filthy Prison. Yes, that one's the, not as good of a closer. Exactly, I think it's it's just the most subdued thing on the album, which would have been a great palate cleanser in the middle. And then ending it with a big, big fucking heavy, crazy thing like Batman. Yeah, for yeah, I don't know. For me, it works. It works as a closer. It's like I, I love this, like the high energy and then the the low. It, it works for me, and and yeah, this was like the error I got into them. So uh, I think this album is the. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was. Well, if you want to call it, I was like in my twenties when I got into the Melvins. I remember giving them a listen. And like bands like them and Neurosis, like I didn't like the way it made me made me feel. It felt like sad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like more anxious because like um, having like like thrash metal and stuff. I didn't feel like there was like enough like climax 
there. And then I, at some point I was just like, no, slow and heavy is better than fast. I grew into that that train of thought as well. Yeah. I was, as a teenager, I was like, fast, 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 fast. Listen and, to bands. I couldn't even keep up with each other. Yes. And then eventually I was like, oh, slow it down, baby. Slow yeah, it down. Yeah. Yeah. I just liked it all. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, especially being into drums, I heard like people, people talk. It's so strange, the Guitar Center in Pasadena. They were, I think they would talk about Dale, but they're, and I just don't know when we're going to talk about them again. So I'm bringing it up now. They fucking loved Helmet. Like 2002 to like 2008 Guitar Center employees in Pasadena in the drum section fucking loved Helmet. Wait, how do you know these guys? Because I would go in to buy Trump, Trump shit. Anybody? And talking about helmet, yeah, all, helmet. All the fucking oh. time. I re- Wait, you play drums? I used to. Not oh, not, I didn't not, know that. Yeah, not anymore. Okay, that's uh, why I was confused. Yeah, 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 not anymore. But um, yeah, to the point where I remember waiting in line and there was like an older black man in front of me and he was just like, hey, you boys listening to helmet? Mm, they're mean. They're mean as shit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, they, they loved helmet so much they turned on this older, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they're a good band. I yeah, like them. No, they are. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry, is this a little, little funny? Start? I thought the guy was gonna say, "Oh, you like helmet? You should hear the Melvins." <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they would like talk about helmet, and then they like kind of talk about Dale a little bit because they're they're peers a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. But um, uh, I think out of all, I think I mean, I feel like out of all the albums, this is like the best vocal album. The best vocal performance. The harmonies here are unmatched. The way they, the way Jared and Buzz's voices blend together is perfect. Uh, yeah. Like Jared has a basically a, a an octave higher version of Buzz's voice. Yes. Also, it doesn't really matter when you're recording albums. But also, let me tell you, if you can start a band where one drummer is left-handed and the other is right-handed, yeah, how fucking cool that setup That's looks. Beautiful. The symmetry, it's beautiful. You can share symbols and drums if you want. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh it's this, it's the fucking coolest thing ever. <laughs> it's it's really rad. Uh but I do fuck the, the I want to emphasize how good the vocals are here because I think they're fine on the next couple, but not like they are here. And like uh I, what which song is it? I think it's um I think it's civilized worm. Yeah. That the section at the end. Where Buzz and, and Jared are doing like the overlapping. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, that's good. Gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous. They don't do anything like that later on. Like they do something similar, but not like that. Mm-hmm. Not not that impressive anyway. It's uh, it's funny talking about vocals because there's one there's we got like two more left. There's another album where like the vocals stand out to me, but I don't know if they're technically better than they are on, yeah, on this one. Yeah, I have one. my opinion on that, but I should probably wait. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you should. You should fucking should. So, <laughs> you better wait outside. Can't delay the inevitable. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but let's move on. This is Alex's best. Uh, fantastic album. Uh, one of the best double drumming albums ever not that there's that <laughs> many yeah but also i yeah before i uh before i forget the production here this is what it, uh 
what I mentioned earlier about them having to make sacrifices because of all the extra members, you hear Bud's guitar is super mid heavy. There's like the mids are cranked just to like just cut through because you have all the. I mean, mm-hmm. Jared's bass is a fat motherfucker, and Scoop, then you have the two drums. Scoop those mids. You know exactly. what? I felt like the production change began. I know it actually did change on Hostile Ambient uh-huh. Takeover. That's when they started working with Toshi, who I was going to say. Yeah. I, I love how and weird that guy is. I don't know. People complain about Buzz's guitar sound now, uh-huh. but for me, it's the who albums are, that were the bottom dropped out. Really? That's, that's. Who are these people? Well, okay. If you, I listen to <laughs> a lot of interviews. You? No, 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 no. No, I actually don't he think He has many that. voices in him, Alex. No, I don't think it's the guitar that's the problem. Mm. Uh, but a lot of people have like complained to Buzz about his tone saying, oh, you know, you used to sound better when you played Les Pauls. Oh, um, right. I would, and he's like, "Well, which which song are you talking about?" And they'd say, "Well, like the Stoner Witch album." I was like, "Okay, what song?" He's like, "Well, Revolve." And he's like, "I didn't use a Les Paul in that song. I used yeah. a, a Fender Mustang and mm-hmm. a, a Jackson, and the guitar solo was a Strat." So it's like they use all kinds of stuff in the studio. They've given me so much joy. I would never, ever, ever complain to them. I'll, I'll throw Same, my I'll right. throw my two cents in yeah. here. No, I don't. But to tell that man to his face, uh, <laughs> you have problems. Yeah, Holy shit. Shit. that is your real name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, like you're some king or something. <laughs> but last thing about the production on this one specifically, I think the the drums are mixed the best out of all the big business era albums because like you really feel the two distinct drum sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, when, when during like the full songs, you can they kind of bleed together a little bit, but specifically when they do the solo stuff, there's like a lot of drum solo stuff. You you can tell there's two fucking guys doing that, and they're panned really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very wide mix, and I think yes. it, I think it's I think it's done well. Except for buzz guitar is extremely mid heavy, but that seems like a, a compromise that had to be made. But here we go. Moving on to 2008's Nude with Boots. This is probably, I use the word lightly, they're like most pop. It is very happy. Yes. So happy. I, uh, yes. Very, very nearly gave this best album. It's a great album. Yeah. I think it's actually the peak of the big business. Really? Interesting. I think this is, I think they're on one or two more that we're not covering. Well, oh, right. But out of the, the albums we're covering, I, this is like my, this is like my least, it's still good. But I I'm thought just, it was mine. On second listen, it is not. Holy I, shit. I like There's it a lot. some dips in some of the songs for me where it's just not as consistent yeah. as uh, Bootlicker for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has by far their best closing song. Like, at least out of this grouping of options. I, I, that is like... We'll get we'll get to it in a second because we're talking over it. But I do agree. Absolutely. All right. Continue what you're saying. Oh, about the closing yeah, song? No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, when you're taking notes and you say, like, oh, Robert would probably like Lovely Butterflies, the last song in this one, that's really a Robert song. Oh, yeah. It's the, real good. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. It's creepy. It's repetitive yeah, as shit. Yeah. I, they just don't sound like that that often. Yeah. Like, with the screams and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a weird 
scary machine coming at you yeah. or something. Uh, the, the last two tracks take a sharp turn. They are even even doing that. Uh, I always forget how to say it. Oh, uh, Dia Seria. Yeah, that song from The Shining is like. Yeah. It's kind of out of place, but it it works. Brilliant. It's brilliant cover. And those are my favorite kinds of covers when they take something from a movie soundtrack or from like an old composer mm-hmm. and they fuck it up and they do yeah. something to it. It's so beautiful. It's heavy as hell too. Like to take that, yeah, take that piece and, and Melvin's it up. Ah, love it, it. It's more, it just feels kind of out of place on the, it's, it, it's played well. It's, I don't yeah. have an issue with the song. It's just like for how happy the rest yeah. is. Yeah. I love the title track. Oh, it's great. It's oh, the, the title, that's just, you wouldn't think that's what it would sound like. It's so <laughs> happy. It's so oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know, and I may be wrong, but I feel like that is like all Jared or like 90% Jared. It sounds like mostly Jared. Yeah, I think that may be like the first time he's like really like highlighted where he like sings before, but there's a lot of like back and forth on Senile mm-hmm. or this together. Uh, Smiling Cobra. I, I that one. I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. It's just so well written, performed like a beast. But it's just the the vocal stuff and the like. It starts out as just another ass kicker, and then it, the way it just it just elaborates on itself as mm-hmm. it goes on. It's gorgeous, gorgeously written song. But going back to the, the final two tracks, uh, the Savage Hippie. It just becomes. It's like the most. Dirty. I like produced. the sound of that one. It's yeah. so it's so distorted. <laughs> I like it a lot yeah. too. Very very. Uh, so it's, it's almost like the A side's a little bit different than the B side. It is. It definitely is. Which is weird because it has like the super happy stuff and then the super dark stuff. Yeah. All, well, yeah. the happy stuff has like this anthemic quality to it. Yeah. That's um, the it hooks does. are just like. Oh, they just kept bringing me back compared the- to the previous albums. It is the most like big business. That's funny because I thought it's the 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 worst produced of the big business albums because it, it feels a lot more narrow. You can't tell so much like Dale and, and Cody aren't doing mm-hmm. so many solos together the way they were really kind of going going ham on the last one. Yeah. Uh, so it all feels like just one loud drum set. It's it's a little more reined in here. Um, still still a fun album, but. I like it a lot. I, I mean, like again, like I think this one does deserve a lot of like digging into and dissecting because, mm-hmm. like, even shit like Billy Fish, it's so big and cathartic. I love those bass lines. It has like a lot of '90s vibes for me. And that again, like the way they end these songs, it's like, oh, they feel so fucking triumphant <laughs> and like satisfying, man. Yeah, the first two songs, um, they just get better and better. Yeah, like they just end on a high note. They, yeah. A lot of these songs, I, I feel like that about the only one I don't care for is the stupid creep, which I think is, uh, it's not horrible. It's just kind of forgettable, but it's also super, super short. It's at the end. It's kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Uh, uh, dog Island kind of drags it down a little bit. I think I like it. I like it. I think uh, it, like seven I, minutes. Is, I was going to say, it, I think so. yeah, I think that song be fine if it was a little shorter. Cause I don't feel like it does a lot new, like beginning to end. I feel like it's kind of the same the way it, it definitely is it's not uh anything that different than their other heavy and, and powerful songs but it may uh, this be something where like hey this riff's got to be played for for eight minutes i like that it gives you uh it spaces out uh ds area mm-hmm. because like if that was track three it would be kind of jarring yeah. i think i like that we get a whole chunk of these melvins and then you get this weird thing and then the album starts like little 
it's it's almost like a little interlude to yeah yeah uh but good album great album it's uh i don't it's so hard to 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 summarize these albums as like what is this thing in the context of the big business album because like the first one is like a really hard rock kind of in in, in spirit sure and this one it's just weird this is i think this is, this is like the it's it's one of the weirdest most digestible albums i think this was the one that like got like tracked on on billboard i thought too. it was the next one. Oh, it, oh okay yeah my bad my bad uh, i think it's one it's harder to define and it's it's probably less memorable that's why i think it needs more listens but i think the writing is just as strong as mm-hmm. anything else whereas the next one i think is gonna be pretty easy to explain uh and if y'all are ready i'm ready the next one here we are last one everybody Ooh, it's, it's been a big one but we're here this is 2010's the bright screamed murder that's my bad <laughs> sorry <laughs> I fucking oh, this song is glorious. I don't know if we're gonna get to where it gets wacky. I can fast forward it. Uh, let's just, let's just, let's yeah, let's just, let's just marinate in it. Not hi hats, but you know, like trashy symbols. Yeah. I do like the production of this one more than the last one. You start to feel the separation more. When this came out at my point of my, I don't know, it felt like it kind of just like hit me over the head. Like, I wasn't expecting to like feel so strongly about it. Double, double that, drum focus. That, that drum. Now I can see where uh, they had like a real public image limited influence. Oh, interesting. Uh, Flowers of Romance, that album. Oh yeah. That, oh. They specifically said that. That's... And I heard that right there, like in the drum. Oh man, I haven't. Heard, I think I only heard the album once, a long time ago. I was gonna say something, but we might do that. Yeah. <laughs> that band. So. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We got requested for them. Run me, run me, run me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love it. I love it. They, it's so goofy. They took like this military chant and like full call response military vocals. Like threw these like Melvin drums on it and it's just Yeah, it's just perfect. What a crazy opener. And then yeah, it takes you on this like lull and then yeah. when you get, oh man one two one two three four this is so weird i love it live too like if you get like a good crowd that like knows the words too it is really fun. It's fucking crazy, and they've done nothing like this before. No, that's that's why it fucking works for me. This is 
fucking fooling him. You're, you're, remember, the, remember the Titans <laughs> shit? It fucking makes your pain. We are ready. We are ready, ready, ready. I think we, we listened to like four minutes of that song. Oh, man. It felt like a second uh, personal favorite. Holy I, shit. Like, man, I love it. I thought I was given like senile animal, the like best accolades. Uh-huh. But like, man, this album's like really fucking solid. It's real good. Yeah. I don't I don't know like other fans where this like ranks or whatever but i feel like it could have been any of the there's a case for every one of the big business albums for sure. being best and this one was like the only thing that kept me from giving this any, any kind of best because it was close the cover of my generation it, it's i could take it or leave it i i like it um it's it's definitely different yeah they, they the, yeah definitely made it theirs which i appreciate but it's really it is really long the second half i think rules though okay it yeah. uh it work. It works for me. I think it's a cool cover, but the other cover on oh. this album, which also introduced me to one of the greatest movies ever, uh, it's called PG on here, but that stands for Peggy Gordon. Oh, and then they he did that because he watched the proposition. Oh, right, 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 and they do a version of that in there, and he bought the soundtrack, and it wasn't on there, and he's like, "What the fucking fuck?" Uh huh. I need like a version I can listen to, so they they covered it. That's a good ass, good ass song. I'm, I like how they ended the album with that. Robert, thoughts? I remember when this first came out, and actually, I spent more time with this one. I don't even know if I listened to. Uh, like nude with boots and the other ones when they first came out. But uh, I would still rate it above um, senile animal. So it's just, it's under uh, I don't know. Nude with boots is kind of like the, the peak for me. Mm, this, so this, it, it's not like a big drop or anything. Mm, like yeah. I'll finish you off. is like one of the best things they've ever done. Oh yeah. Oh, oh dude, man. That's so good. It almost pissed me off. Oh, it's so fucked. When they bring in the organ and, and I said nude with boots was very like, more big business that than one. Melvin's. That that song is like it's pure big business. Yeah, essentially. it feels the, like even the way it's written feels like a biz- big business song. It does. Uh, fucking yeah, so many good songs on there. Uh, so you know, I was trying to like shoehorn each album to like a like a one kind of sentence description. Like the you know, seen animals more hard rocky. This one is just the most diverse out of all them. By like this one, like we're just gonna try a bunch of different styles and see what the fuck works. Because you start the I, album with a military call and response thing, you can go anywhere at that point. But like, unlike the trilogy, where I feel like that's more like experimenting, maybe like pushing, like uh, let's just try this. Like that opening song, the water glass is like very confident. It's very like full, and mm. the it's this exit it's execute they do different things but it's just executed so much well to me better than like other experimental error melvins uh what i mean there's nothing there's no real i mean like i said the only thing i don't like is the my generation cover but even then like i couldn't explain why this wouldn't be a best album like because they're all just that good the only thing that's right one thing i didn't know was that the only thing you can predict about the melons is that they're going to, it's going to be great. Cause like, it sounds super biased and like simpy, but God, it's just always different. It's always 
completely unexpected. I keep saying that, but fuck, dude. This is a crazy I, album. I've heard I like it. the way this album feels, though. Like It, it feels maybe good. More, I like the, the the flow of it, probably. Even... Even uh, like the like free jazz thing they do. Oh right, which song is um, it? I um, in I think it's a hospital up. Yeah, it's hospital yeah. up. Even like it's weird. It's arguably filler, but it it works in the context of the album. And I think especially after Electric Flower is just so goddamn epic that like that works as like a good little Electric pop. Flower. I think was one of my weaker ones. Really, yeah. I it's this is much like senile animal it's hard for like i think most tracks on here are just i mean it's not yeah it's not bad anyway it's just yeah. uh this one is harder to find to pick apart problems with the pacing because like because each song is so insanely different that it's mm-hmm. not you're not really focused on like on how it flows so much because it's it's so unpredictable whereas the other ones were a little bit more samey especially a senile animal where it's like those songs were very similar to each other so this is like and especially you get like the little kind of fun, silly stuff in between songs, like some of the voices. Um, I forget which songs, but there's like a, the, the free jazz thing is one thing, but there's always, there's like little things in between tracks. They do the, the like my generation that, that and then shit. they don't yeah. even play. the. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh man. But what it's like an electronic version, kind of like a Devo version. Oh yeah. Dun, dun, oh yeah. 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 Like a little jokey shit. And, um, yeah, the 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 dual drum craziness uh, that the last album I think was missing. It's it's back. There's like there's for, way more dual drum stuff here again for sure. Um, and then yeah, this all this evil new war god and pig house also. Oh man, are, that riff. Uh, it's very like Halloween. Which one? On which uh, song? Evil new war god. Put that bitch on. That's like the second. We're just gonna listen to the first two tracks. I know. It's like the. Exactly, it's like that military call and response thing, and then here's your like proper Melvin song. Yeah, it, it doesn't come in till like a lot later. Okay, the, the riff that I'm. Is it like towards? Do you know like about? I should have. You, you time. gotta write those timestamps, baby. <laughs> it's after the pause. Though. Oh, it's at it's at uh, three minutes in. Like around okay. three minutes in. You wanna? So, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know what you're talking about. At least I think that's what you're talking about. Well, at least someone. Yeah. Oh it? yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's, rad. It's one of the biggest riffs they've ever done. Exactly. It's so brutal and comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. Uh, also, like, what a crazy band that most bands are like played out. They like they're played out. They don't have anything new to bring to the table and the Melvins are just so good at it I like I wasn't even gonna say that right now but like we're listening to like anomalies here yeah that they're still this fucking good at this point it doesn't make any sense that it's like when you, especially when you look at we watch interviews with, with them and you see them as guys like they're like the most regular dudes and they clearly like they well, we just I don't know, we just make music we put our records and we just hang out yeah but that's no one could do that like you like everyone wants to be able to, to stay uh fresh and interesting and keep writing something that's not been written by them before but 
they're the only ones who can do it. I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just, I remember when they became like one of my favorite bands because I think the first thing I, I saw them do, they did Lysol and Eggnog. That was like my first concert. And then I saw them do like a few other albums and I like, I realized no, or it's very rare. I'm like no other band could do this where they're like, we're only going to play new stuff. We're only going to play new stuff. And the fans are happy either way. Yeah. The fans are happy either way where like the Rolling Stones, if they don't play satisfaction, people are going to be fucking <laughs> No, if they don't play Start Me Up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? They, they have their hits where the Melvins could this be like. Oh, by the way, have you heard Buzz's story about seeing the Rolling Stones? No. I, I no. remember. I might have told that on an old episode at some point, but go ahead. Well, I just thought it was one of the worst shows he's ever seen. I bet it fucking was. <laughs> but it sounded like the sound was just so bad. It sounded like a like an airplane or something. Oh, wow. And that, it was like. He'd be trying to listen, like, wait, what is this? What song is this? It all sounded the same. Yeah. But then he goes, oh, wait, it's that song. But by the time he realized that, it was over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's all. Yeah. Thinking about that, you're singing what the, it doesn't matter if it plays older, new songs. People are still happy. Every band, even even bands that aren't super longstanding or, or famous, they always have like, the ones. all right, we end it with this one because... It, never with the Melvins. They do it. They've always just done whatever the hell they want. It's it's so it's so funny. Even like uh, a band like like Mastodon. Where well, maybe I'm just like a super fan too. Where like I I genuinely like don't care what they play when I see them live. But it's like as long as it's not that one. Oh, was it oh, once uh, this once, once, once around the sun? Once more around the sun. Yeah. Uh, but um. It's like even Mastodon, it's like, we got to play Blood and Thunder. I've seen them three times. Never seen them play that song. Insane. Yep. I, I Not swear once. they played it at Not the Palladium once. when we they went. They sure didn't. I was like, really? And that was the second time I saw them. I was like, two times? Really? And the, I thir I the third time was at the Greek. I was like, no fucking way they're not going to. And they didn't. I feel like when they open up, that's a little bit different. I, I, I'm going to look up those set lists. Not that I don't believe you, but I like, yeah, it's just like every time I see them, I just like have memories. Because the first playing. time I saw them was at Amoeba and it's like, oh, they, oh that doesn't, they were they, playing they, stuff they, off the new album. Yeah, yeah. Well, they played a couple of stuff from uh, the, the first one, but uh, I was like, yeah, I, okay. I think they played Mother Punch. That's right. It was just yeah. Mother Punch. That's right. Uh, what a delightful I know. Uh, Here's a question. Yeah. You guys have seen Boris, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what song did they close? I don't remember. I don't it even know. I don't I even remember. Fucking, yeah. Uh, really? It's, uh, it was um, the last song on Pink. Was it just oh, a random yeah, song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That seems to fit like what you're talking about, like the... The, 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 one, one. Yeah. the one song. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, di we digress. That was a fun... That's a fun band to watch. But the, I don't remember where I saw it, where I saw them, but the the place was not equipped for was them. Was it the Ray? No, it was in downtown, but it was it was ear piercing. Like mm. it was mixed pretty badly. Um, it was kind of painful, but good band, good band, fun fun show. You know those guitars that are like double guitar? Yeah, those <laughs> the ones with the twelve string neck on it. Or bass neck? Oh yeah, no, or I think it's a bass and a guitar. That oh have, yeah, that just seems like I it just, just destroy your back. That's this. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to quote the Simpsons when they get missed oil money and their people are requesting things oh. and they get to auto and he's like you know those guitars that are like double guitars <sighs> god damn it 
so I guess I guess that's recap. Yeah, recap. So yeah, uh, this was a fuck, man. I did not buy. Yeah, this I don't feel fatigued and dead inside like when we did like the first time. Oh, no, 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 no. The first when we did dancing. I think Mike and I even talked about that where we're like when we're like scheduling it's like well the melvins is a lot but it doesn't feel like work yeah yeah. i was listening to a lot of new stuff that i've never heard before uh during these past couple weeks and i would listen to the melvins as like a break from the new stuff yeah yeah. even though i had to take notes on it Uh, yeah uh but yeah let's recap let's recap robert what you got i got uh the bootlicker best personal favorite the crybaby worst and i Hostile ambient takeover, least favorite. Out of your goddamn mind, Alex. <laughs> the mega least favorite. Out of your goddamn mind, Alex. <laughs> uh, electro retard, worse. Uh, senile animal, best. And then uh, the bread scream murder, personal favorite. The maggot, personal favorite. All right. All right. Hostile ambient takeover. Wait, did I mean? Nope. Crybaby, worse. Crybaby, worse and least favorite because of covers and because of Leaf Garrett. Don't ever, don't ever ever bring up his name around me ever again. Leave Garrett. God damn it. Live, in, P- live in Pico Rivera. <laughs> and Hostile Ambient Takeover Best because God damn it, it is the... the I, what is, where is Kevin now? He did Tomahawk. We were oh, the same I saw time him. Period. I saw him live. Really? He has a band called Hepatitis. Oh, that's right. It's a Hepa like, dash or slash Titus. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I saw him on Halloween. How are they? Uh, Really heavy, really loud. Really? Really loud. I wasn't expecting should that. should be. Yeah. I'm curious now because I, I really like that guy. I like the way he, he moves his knees on stage. Kind of spacey. <laughs> yeah. Spacey, fuzzy, like really. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I love uh, Trevor Dunn from Bungle, I liked Kevin in Tomahawk. I was bummed when mm. he left. Yeah. But anyway. Always, always, always sad to see. Always sad when the bass players leave. Or not sad at all. And then they bring someone else in and you're just like, oh, it's fine. It's cool. It's fine. It's cool. All right. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. This has been a delightful one. I can't wait till the the third part and then the EP part and then the collab out. There's going to be a lot of Melvin stuff. This is going to be the Melvin's channel. I'm glad that the first time we went nuts with one gigantic discography, we chose them. Well, like a year will have passed and then we'll be on to the next anniversary episode or whatever you want to call them something like that yeah uh so if you want to support us and help us out do all the things and you can subscribe and you can sell friends and whatever or you can not don't really care but thanks for hanging out anyway i can follow me on instagram twitch and twitter and all that bullshit at pander monkey you can follow alex on instagram at mother puncture and robert Hood wick and be sure to check out his album what is it called uh oh it's called advent korea advent korea by the Athena with Marketplace a with a <laughs> so many confusing Korea with a C. So it's many all part confusing. of the concept. Out of Van Korea with a C by the Athena Marketplace. You'll find a link in the description, uh, and you'll find links to everything, everything we do in the in the description. And uh, Patreon.com. Last plug of the day. Patreon.com slash every album ever bonus episodes, early access, certain episodes, discounts off merch. And of course, tier two gets to jump the line when requesting an artist for us. So we actually get to your request. We have a gajillion lined up, but uh, we only have one day a week to actually record these. So it's if you want. And let's see. I think that's about it. So final song. Are we are we rotating or are we just giving it to Robert every time? I think we should rotate. We got three. We're doing three parts. 
Then Robert yeah. got it last time. Then you ain't giving it to me this time. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm starting the rotation now, though. So I'm doing it this time and the next time. Wait, no. Don't you I, dare. Don't you yeah, dare yeah, take yeah. two. Yeah, you didn't say last time. <laughs> Man, I don't. Well, do you guys have something? You want a rock, paper? I, I have one that I want, but. You want a rock, paper, scissors for it? Three rock, paper, scissors? Three. Okay. All right. Three, All right. Three oh, way. Okay. At once. No, wait, wait. No, just me that. and you. He got his. Oh, okay. He got okay. his one. Sorry. Right. I thought you meant best two out of three. No, let's just do one, one off. I, I feel like this is your era. You got it. You oh, got okay. This one. I feel Gentle, like gentlemen's. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like Man, that's more fair. <laughs> I sure did. I don't like losing. I'd rather just Threw dip out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Resign, okay. if you will. I'm, I'm going to go unconventional. I'm, I think I'm this going to play the Peggy Gordon. I didn't have anything picked out. Interesting. I'm gonna play the Peggy Gordon song because it just like tickles me, and yeah, there's something about it. So Melvin's I, fans will appreciate it. I'm, I may cut it short though because there's a lot of noise, but we. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. It's uncensored. That's, so thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya.
Four. Four. 